Hello, this is Peter Englert. Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. Today, we have a fantastic guest. Um, We have Jana Moss with us. She is going to be answering the question, why God, why is my purpose so elusive? And uh, this is the last episode of this season. I can't believe that we're here. John, what can you share about Jana? Wow. Well, I can share, first of all, that this uh, was one fantastic episode. So I just want to start with that and say, uh, please, just keep on listening beyond Peter and me, because this is really good. Jana it just does such a fantastic job in this conversation. It we may have saved the best for last. I I don't want to just I don't want to definitely say that, but we could have, as Vanessa Williams says, we could have gone and saved the best for last. Here's a little bit about Jana Syracuse grad, by the way. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Syracuse grad. Go SU. Uh, so here's what Jana says about herself. I'll let you fill in some of the details after after uh, we hear from what Jana says about herself. Jana is a native Rochesterian who spent ten years in the D.C. Baltimore area but is glad to have returned home just in the last few years. She's a communication consultant who specializes in leadership communication and has several years of experience helping new leaders develop a voice and brand with their constituents. A recent seminary graduate, Jana spends much of her free time serving in ministry at Browncroft Community Church. She's currently leading the women's ministry, leading a small group, and teaching at the church's evening service. In addition, to Jesus, Jana finds that running, yoga, and dark chocolate keep her sane and centered. Hey, praise God for dark chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so one of the things that I thoroughly appreciate and enjoy about Jana is she's the type of person that when you're in a meeting and you're having a debate or you have an idea, she just sits back and says, why? And You know, you appreciate people like that because you know that they have really, they're not only trying to challenge you, but they're trying to help you articulate the purpose moving forward. And just her communication skills are up to par, but she's an even better person. And I think what will come out in this story is her experience and just the ups and downs of her engaging her purpose through some very significant life changes. You are not going to want to miss this episode. John, what do you say? You want to you want to close the last season with this episode? Are you Let, ready? Uh, let's let's do this. Jana is a joy to end this season on. Let's go. And uh Peter, this has been a this has been quite a ride. Hey, don't forget season 2 coming up too. Right around the corner. Here we go. But first, Jana Moss. Welcome to the Why God Why podcast brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. My name is Harry Gibbs. I'm a member at Browncroft and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Peter Engler, Director of Adult Ministries at Browncroft and John Amayo, New York State Crew Director. Today's topic is Why God Why Is It So Hard to Find My Purpose? Before we welcome in today's guest, let's take a moment to summarize what we mean when we ask this question. So Peter and John, purpose. You know, I've wrestled with this question um, personally, and you know, there's a tension of God, why isn't my life better than what it should, and what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life? Like, what's my responsibility? What's God's responsibility? But I also think, you know, I grew up listening to a song called History Maker. 
which is a Christian song, and it was like all about like go make it happen, be awesome. And then like I look at my life and I'm like, I don't know if I'm awesome or not. So um, I think this is a a question whether you're in church or out of church. It's something that we struggle with. Yeah, definitely. And I think our society, this is not becoming any easier. Um, everybody is told kind of right from the get-go, you can be anything you want to be, right? I mean, we learned that in elementary school. And so that actually, rather than being freeing, what that ends up doing is causing a lot of anxiety for people because they think, well, if I can be anything I want to be, then, uh, you know, all of these options are out there. What's my real purpose? in life. And then we start comparing. It doesn't take long for us to start comparing our lives to other people's lives. And certainly, you know, all you need to do is hop on Facebook or Instagram to start comparing your life versus somebody else's. They seem to be living their purpose. Why am I not living my purpose? And so all of this can really accumulate on us and really put us in a spot where we start to go, man, I'm really depressed about my life right now. Uh, Thankfully, we have someone here with us today that's going to help us talk through that. And she is a fantastic human being, a friend of ours. Once again, a friend of ours right here on the Why God Why podcast, because that's what we do. We invite friends and we sit around and talk. You know, if you only come to Browncroft just to meet the guests on the Why God Why podcast, you have done yourself a big favor. A big favor. And specifically, if you met Jana Moss, you would just you have done yourself another huge favor. And so Jana is someone who has lived with purpose in her life. And I can't wait for, for her to tell her story a little bit, but also just in general, I think is a great example um, to all of us of just working this through and going to help us think through this topic a little bit more. Jana, so why don't we get started? You know, you can share about your journey, but I'm just kind of curious if you were sitting with someone having coffee or, you know, just hanging out and they said, how in the world do I find my purpose in life? What would you say to them? I would say, how much time do you have first? <laughs> I think, and I'm, I'm a, um, the spoiler alert here is my MO is I always answer questions with questions. Mm. So, um, my, my first question back would be, Tell me a little bit more about that. What exactly do you mean by purpose? I think purpose can mean different things to different people. For some reason, it's a, for some people, it's a goal. For some people, it's a mantra. For some people, it's a, I don't know, a centering thought. Um, so, and, and those are very different things. So the f figuring out what exactly my friend, my hypothetical friend means by, by that question, I think is the first step. Yeah, that, oh man, that makes you so much like Jesus, you know. You, you just, does you just, it? Yeah, it does. Well, thank <laughs> you. Look at that! You just you just asked another question to me. It was beautiful. It was you great. know, podcasters, yeah. you can't see this, but Jana just like straightened up. You know, just <laughs> you're welcome, world. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I I love that you want to get to the root of what people are talking about when they use that word purpose. So. Let's say someone then retorts with, well, I just want to know the meaning of my life. I want to know, like, why I'm here on this planet. How would you answer that question? Or <laughs> would you come question. back with another question? I would that? definitely come back with another okay. question. All right. Um, I think 
my big question when people are talking about purpose and meaning in life and all of that is, what are you looking for? Because I think some people are lost in general, and sometimes they think purpose is the thing that they need. They need like the vision board or the Pinterest board with the inspirational quotes and the color for the year. And if only they had that, then their life would have more meaning. And that's not the case. Um, especially something like purpose tends to change over time. So if you're picking something changeable to get you out of bed every morning, there are going to be mornings where that does not get you out of bed. So we're going to, John and I are going to stop having a therapy session with you right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm not ready to stop. But, you know, it, moving from a friend to you, Share your journey on engaging this question of purpose. Um, okay, where do I start? Um, all right, so I, um, I had sort of this existential crisis, purpose crisis moment almost five years ago. I had, um, I grew up in the church and had a lot of really bad experiences with Christians. And so by the time I was in like my twenties, I was not super interested in church anymore and was really not interested in, um, Christian friends or Christian relationships and was not at a point where I really even felt like God wanted to have anything to do with me. So I, I, I felt like I was out in the world making my own choices um, making my own future happen. And I, um, I got married. I had a career. I had a home in a good neighborhood, um, in the right suburb, drove the ro- the right cars, went on the, the right vacations, did the right things with my Saturday and Sundays. And, um, then a- after being married about six years out of the blue, really, my husband came to me and said, I'm done. I don't love you and I've never loved you and I'm done. And he was very much done. He didn't want he didn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. And that whole life that I had built over the course of probably 10 years was gone. I had no more I had I had a job thankfully, but I had no more house because I couldn't afford it. Um had a car, so that was good, but I didn't have those, you know, the weekend plans that I had. I didn't have the five-year plan that I had. I, I, he, we were trying to start a family at the time, and that whole thing just was done. Um, so at, at that point, I really had to stop and ask, like, what, <laughs> what all everything that I've poured my life into for nine or ten years is now finished, that storyline is over. What now? And um, I was seeing a Christian counselor at the time, and she said, now is the time that you need to look to God for help. And I said, I don't I don't have any other ideas. That is the only thing that I know how to do. And so I just, I read the Bible a lot, and I prayed a lot, and I didn't really know where any of that was going. But I do remember I was, I was praying through uh, one of the Psalms that says, show me your path, teach me, teach me where to go. And um, I just kept praying that over and over and over. And over time, I mean, it was, it was not in a matter of weeks. It was not in a matter of months. It was years. Um, it, 
the Lord really reconstructed my life. And it was, it was on a foundation that he built, not something that I would have chosen for myself or planned for myself, but it was, it was the life that he wanted to live for me. Wow. Wow. Thanks so much for that vulnerability, Jana. Um, I, I can imagine the heartbreak that you experienced during that season of life had to be pretty intense to yeah it it was i was in a tailspin for a long time Mm. and just not even knowing who i was for a while yeah yeah so so if someone out there is in a similar spot i i I gotta imagine there are people who listening right now who are in a, a a pretty heartbroken spot and with a little perspective you you have now of of years i'm sure not all the pain is probably even gone that you've experienced i mean some sometimes it goes away and sometimes it 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 hits fresh again but what advice would you give to somebody who's in a spot of real heartache and pain that's listening right now i um I would say, first of all, just kind of stay where you are, you know, it's, it's, which is hard advice to, to give and hard advice to follow. But, um, I'm thinking of the, I had this situation last spring. Um, I live in this old farmhouse and when you walk in the door, there's two doors immediately. And one door goes into my apartment and the other door goes to this cellar. That's kind of creepy. It's like old, like dirt floor, rock walls. So it's haunted. It's haunted, haunted cellar. Just just (laughs) making sure. That's what I'm picking up. I'm picking up a poltergeist of some sort. Cue cue the Jordan Peele trailer right now. Sorry, I totally disrupted your vibe. Sorry. That's okay. Um, So there's these two doors. One goes into like a normal apartment and the other door goes into creepy haunted basement and my niece who's four years old now was visiting me last spring and she she was very excited to get into my apartment but she picked the wrong door so she opened the door to this creepy scary cellar and like fell down these 10 steps and it was like the scariest moment of my life because I was like I don't even know like this is a creepy scary I almost fall down these stairs every time I go down there. And I remember when she got to the bottom, she just like looked up at the top to the top of the stairs. And of course, I'm standing there like, Um, she was fine. She was fine. (laughs) Nothing happened to her. But just remembering her at the bottom of these stairs looking up for help. And um, that's what I think when when something so awful, when the when the, the bottom drops out from underneath you, you can't help yourself. There's probably no other person. People can give you advice. They can give you support. They can't help you. Mm-hmm. I needed to look to God. I needed to look up for help. And he offered all of his resources to help get me um, back to a place of wholeness. And, you know, even when you say sometimes that grief comes back again, it. I remember being sad, but I don't feel sad. Like Mm -hmm. there is that supernatural healing that I could not have gotten through therapy or a support group or, you know, drugs or alcohol or other relationships. Um, That is the, that's the amount of help that you need when, when you're in the bottom of something like this. 
you know, I, I think of, I think one of the things we relate a lot with Jana is, you know, all of us go through some disorienting event in our life that makes us question, you know, our purpose. And, you know, I think of two for my life. Um, you know, the, the first one is, you know, I graduate from college, like I graduated on top and I felt like, you know, I am ready to be the pastor that has the awesome, awesome podcasts and write the books. And here I am in Springfield, Missouri, serving Apple turnovers to college students. You know, and I think about the second disorienting um, season in my life is, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've shared this with many people, but like I just had, uh, I had a, a very difficult ending to a job that I look back and I'm thinking, you know, because the questions that I'm asking probably similar to you about purpose, like, it, is it even worth it anymore? Is, like, is what I'm going to do, like, is this always going to be, like, a scar? And so I just, I really relate to what you're saying of you were sad in the moment, there's still pain, but it's not necessarily you're sad now. And, you know, I, I think we we buy this lie that we read all these biographies of people but those aren't our stories. And the more we look into someone else's life, we see these seasons of pain and trying to figure out our purpose. You know. Yeah, and I, I think that um, there's an important next step after something like that happens where you lose, you lose these pieces of your life that tell you who you are. And I think, first of all, that's a good thing because you aren't your job, you're, you aren't your marriage. Um, you are somebody, you are a, a person aside from those things. And it's important for you to explore who you are outside of that, that, that those assignments on you. Um, but I think that the, the, the most important next step after those crisis moments is just to do the work that's in front of you to do. So serve the Apple turnovers to college students, knowing that that's not the end, like you're never, you're not going to do that forever. Or for me, it was like, sell the house. I knew I needed to put a house on the market. So I did it. And that was just enough to get me to the next step, which was, where am I going to live now? <laughs> and just take the step that's in front of you to take. And if you are looking to the Lord as your leader in those on that pathway, he will put the steps in front of you. Well, so obviously, um, what I love about this episode is it's far more story. So, so fill us in from Maryland to Rochester. You're here today. Tell us about that. What was the next step? Well, so I, I, um, sold the house and I moved home with my mom at 32 years old and, I um, I thought that I would live with her for about a year and then move to New York City and live the life there, uh, climb the corporate ladder, have this whole like, you remember Sex in the City? Do you remember that show? I, I thought that's, I'm going to be Carrie Bradshaw. No, you yeah, haven't? anyway, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, as a guy, I don't know. I just, I never thought it Put was that on your list. Just, just watch it. like one episode. Are, are You'll we, get the gist. Are, are, are we allowed to like say <laughs> that we know about that? <laughs> I have two words, Matthew Broderick. That's it. <laughs> you know, I don't even have those two words. I, I, anyway, no, sorry. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know of this show that which you speak. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not ignorant people. No. All right. <laughs> so long story short, that didn't happen. Um, I ended up getting involved in um, at Browncroft. I I started attending the church and I started volunteering in different capacities and getting involved in different ministries. And by the time I got to the point where I had thought I was going to move to New York City and live this very hip cosmopolitan lifestyle, I didn't want to leave. I was really happy to be back in Rochester and I had made some good friends and I felt like I was in a place where God wanted me to be. So I, I, um, at that point I felt like I had my feet under me again. I was living you know, as an adult again, that was a while. I was like, I feel like I'm 18. This is crazy. Um, but I, I remember praying um, for over the course of a few weeks. God, what do you want to do next? Like this was a really hard thing. Like I'm, I'm alive. I'm in one piece. I'm getting healthy. I'm like making healthy life choices. And what do you want to do next, God? And I, I felt him invite me to seminary and and it was very much an invitation where he said how about seminary and i thought no no we're not doing that that's a terrible idea i'm not going back to school and um it was just this very persistent invitation just think about it how about seminary don't say no right away what about seminary so i had some conversations with peter and with some um friends and family and um felt encouraged by the people who loved me to try seminary. So I did that. And um, that was hard. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of work. Um, and, so, and so that's finished. That's done. That was back in, I graduated back in May. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm just working full time and <laughs> um, involved in women's ministries here. So still doing the Browncroft thing. And um it's it's a brand new life and not anything I ever would have expected, but I'm happier than I've ever been and healthier than I've ever been. So it's good. Jana Moss is our guest on today's episode. As we ask, why God, why is it so hard to find my purpose? Jana, I'd, I'd like to um, transition our conversation slightly as um, and maybe morph a couple of questions that we discussed beforehand into one. Certainly your stories show that it's possible to have more than one purpose in life and that your purpose can, can evolve and change with the, the seasons of your life. But do you, would you also be willing to answer, is there an ultimate purpose? Do you feel like you can reach one set purpose and then that's it for you? Or is it constant change and transformation? I think it's both. I just answered your question with a statement. <laughs> Write well this done. day down. Wow. I did it. Harry has the gift. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, but I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> um, I think it's both. I think that there can be this this ultimate purpose, but I think that that idea is intimidating sometimes, especially when you're going through this, like, I look back at my 20s and I think of it as this tumbleweed decade where I didn't even know where, I think I moved like nine times in my 20s. I didn't even know, like, what bedroom I was in. Um, they were all my own bedrooms. <laughs> like I wasn't waking up in other people's bedrooms, just to clarify. <laughs> I was a good kid. Um, I think that for me, having an ultimate purpose around, like my ultimate purpose, I think, is 
to what Jesus says in the Bible, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's something that can keep me going if I'm, um, you know, last year it kept me going, next year it'll keep me going. That's something that is this big overarching thing. But there are some days where I think, I don't know what that means, or some situations where that's just too fluffy and aspirational um, for me to really dig into on a daily basis. And that's where that more functional purpose, I think, comes into play. I think sometimes about purpose, um, if you think about it as like, if you're a cheese grater, you're really good at grating cheese. You could probably do some other things, but you're awesome at grating cheese. So your purpose, when you get up in the morning as a cheese grater, is just to Great cheese. Do an awesome job grating cheese. That's a really functional purpose that can get you moving through the day. You don't have to stay a cheese grater, but some days you're the cheese grater. grater. But be a great <laughs> grater. Be a great grater. Yeah, I like that. So so how do you how do you do you think our our natural gifts and talents that we have as human beings does that inform part of our purpose? And how has that played out for you? Like, how would you, how has that played out for you in your life, practically speaking, whether that's professionally or just personally? How is That's a good question. I've heard purpose talked about before as a summary of your superpowers. So I think that um, that assumes that everybody has superpowers and which I think is true. If you're at a place in your life where you don't know what your superpowers are, somebody else could probably help you figure those out. Um, but I, I do think that everybody has strengths and that if you take the, the, the time to think about what your strengths are and to think about those defining moments in your life, that there is probably some information in that collection of data that can help you distill a purpose for yourself. I think for me, that has translated into, um, I think personally and professionally, I have always just kind of walked through the open door that's in front of me. So I, um, I am ambitious, but I, especially professionally, but I am learning to um, ask God for opportunities as opposed to go out and like knock on doors and make a way and like fight my way and like I, I have not had a lot of success doing that, partly because I'm just not confrontational and I'm not um, I'm not aggressive enough to do that. Like, there are people who can do that. I'm not one of them. So there, there's that kind of like I know my natural disposition. I know my strengths. And I also know that I want God to to invite me into my future as opposed to me making it happen. Jana, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what would you say to your 24-year-old self if you could go back there about purpose and just I kind of get I kind of get the vibe that when you were 24, you felt like you were, you know, on the road, on the ladder, climbing up the mountain. Little did you know what was going to happen years later. But what might you have said to yourself now that you're here? Um, I think, I think first of all, I, I, my 24 year old self was just as confused as everyone else was at 24. <laughs> I think I would have been like, calm down. Nobody understands at 24. <laughs> um, I think I. 
I would have encouraged myself to um, spend more time learning about who I am as opposed to doing the things that I thought I was expected to do. So there was a lot of, of what I was doing at 24, 25, like getting into a serious relationship and getting married because I saw everybody else do it. And I went to a Christian college. So by the time I was 24, like 98% of the people I knew were married and had kids. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> so, an old maid by 24. I was an old yeah. maid. Yeah, I was in grad school. Like literally everyone is married. <laughs> so um, I would have just kind of slowed myself down and and... I think I'd go back to do the work that's in front of you to do. Don't go off trying to get married and to the first person who looks at you twice. Like <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> I was a little pickier than that. Just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would just say you're here for a reason and do, do what you are doing right now. Invest yourself in, in what you're doing. Jen, I'm interested in in hearing about um, your life in, in corporate America um, and where you see this question playing out in that world. And um, certainly, we I'm imagining having listeners that are in a situation where they're interacting with others in this ultimate question of purpose and finding that they are just like each other and that purpose is extremely important, but maybe have different ways of getting to the answer. Yeah, it's so funny that you asked me that because I my profession is right is a writer. I write for an executive. So she's um I call her fancy pants. And she is Does she know this cuz this is recorded? She does, <laughs> she does not know this. I do not into Now she does. No offense, but I do not anticipate she will be listening to the Why God Why podcast. <laughs> And I'll just say she falls well without, well outside of the the target demographic, and that's the. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, so I write for this executive, and I write all kinds of things for her blog posts and articles and speeches. And um, she started her. She's a leader now, but she had just moved into this leadership position when I started writing for her, at a time where people started wanting to hear more personal stories from their leaders. And so I've. The last three or four years working for her for her has been a lot of um, kind of getting to know her personally so that I can translate that into a speech or something that so she can be authentic and transparent and all of those things we want leaders to be now. Um, so I've gotten to know her very well. And um, she went through a workshop a couple of years ago. I think it was called Find Your Why or something like that. And it was this formal all-day workshop where she sat down and she told somebody, a consultant, her stories from her childhood, things she remembered about her parents, symbols from her life that were meaningful. And they took all of this information and they wrote a purpose statement for her. And so she brought me this purpose statement and she was like, now we need to start using this purpose statement and all of these different things. And I was like, okay. So she's got a blog post about purpose statements now or, or her purpose. And she sprinkles her purpose into things that she says about others. So we've, we've really made an effort to 
make sure her purpose is infused in a lot of different ways. So just last week, actually, she came to me and she was like, I don't like this purpose statement anymore. I don't really feel like it makes sense for me. And she had all these questions. So she wants to redo her purpose. So I went back to this consulting team and I said, what can you do to help her refresh her purpose? Here's the questions that they have. And um, so they said, you know, this is great. We want to have an hour conversation with her. We'll do this, blah, blah, blah. So I went back to her and she was like, I don't want to spend the time to do this. Can you just write me a purpose statement? (laughs) And I was like, okay. All right. (laughs) To do the bidding of Jana. That is my purpose now. (laughs) Jana at moss.org will write your purpose statement. Yes. I'm really cheap for the low, low price of $175 an hour. I will write your purpose statement for you. But I love the irony that this woman who has 35 years of experience, I'm 37. She has 35 years of experience in the business world. She's the chief, I won't say what her job is just in case, but she's the chief blah, blah, blah. She's she's the chief fancy pants of the organization. And I need to get in her head and write her purpose statement. So that's how I see purpose popping up in my in corporate America in my career. And funnily, funnily enough, she when I was talking to her, she said, I don't really feel like I need a purpose statement. I've been doing this for so long. I just like my job. I just really enjoy this. But she know she knows it's important to the one thousand whatever, you know, seventy thousand people that look to her for for leadership. It's important to them that she has a purpose statement. So here we are. Writing a purpose statement. What's your purpose? I, well, I said before, my ultimate purpose is just loving God and loving others. I think my um, my daily purpose these days, I have these kind of, um, I guess this is sort of my, my, my purpose for now. I had this moment the other day where I was reading over the Lord's Prayer and that line about forgive us our debts as we forgive those who forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And I realized that that is an obligation for me that I like Jesus is forgiving my sins. So I need to be forgiving of other people's sins. And that means if Harry is so like, if there's just this one thing that Harry does that really, really bugs me and I can't get over it, I need to get over it (laughs) because I have been forgiven and I just need to forgive Harry because Jesus forgave me. End of story. So I'm I'm working on um, understanding what that means, like in different relationships, and even just like in the grocery store at Aldi or in traffic. <laughs> well, Janet, uh, we'll give you the last word on this question I'm about to present, and uh, John and Peter will um, answer it first. We like to conclude all of our episodes by asking, what does Jesus teach us and how would he answer our question, why God, why? Uh, is it so hard to find my purpose? So there's a there's a story in the Gospels, uh, and the Gospels are the biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, it's one of my favorites, but it's chilling and it's convicting all at the same time. Um there's a rich young ruler who's very um, astute, uh, politically savvy, just he is everything like he is what your mother would want 
your sister to marry. Like he is that guy. And he goes to Jesus and he says, like, I follow all of these commandments. I do all the right things. And Jesus looks back at him with love and precision and says, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And he walks away sad. And you might not get that question from Jesus, but I think the implications of that question is the way that we live our life. And the funny thing is, you know, if I can be honest, you know, you might be a 24 year old that you are on the ladder to become the CEO of a company. I go through the same ambition struggles of the church ladder. And for some reason, thinking that my life will just be happy if I do this or if I achieve this, if this is my purpose. But Jesus offers far more purpose. And the thing we don't know about that story, but we see in other people, is they did. There's people that gave up everything to follow Jesus. Not only were they the happiest people, but they were the people that made the most difference. And so I don't have any answers, but I think that there's just a little glimpse of play out what you think your purpose is and see where it ends. And if it doesn't end with Jesus, it's worth asking some more questions. Yeah, that's really good, Peter. As I think about this question, I just think about what in the end is going to last forever. Like, what are the things that are going to really last forever? Because those are the things I want to invest my time in and my my energy in, you know. And I think for all of us, that's no matter where you're you're at, that's probably important. If you're thinking about your purpose in life is like, where is what are the things that are going to last? And really, you know, it's it's relationships that last forever. And Jana did such a great job. I'm going to steal her thunder on this. But but what she'd said kind of in her own personal life statement there, you know, love God and love others. What she's describing there is really relationships. You're, you're describing you're loving God in that relationship and you're loving the people around you. And that's what Jesus says when he boils it down. That's what he says is the most important thing is to love God and to love the people around us. Ultimately, it's about relationships. And um, I think all of our purpose, if that isn't in the mix of our lives, we're going to search for it in other things, and those other things are really going to come up short. Um, so that's my two cents. Really not my two cents. It's Jesus' two cents. He, I stole that from him. And Jana, because she was she said it earlier zero in the sense. podcast. Yeah, so I, I said like no sense. But anyway. You know, I love yeah. the format of this because no matter how much we screw up. Right. I mean, our guest and Jana is just going to take it home. But she's so. going to hit a home She's run. Rivera. She's closing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that a sports reference? Because I don't, yeah, I don't so. understand yeah. it. <laughs> it's like your Sex in the City reference. I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. Mariano Rivera? Yes, I get that one. I get that. New York, too. That's where we're, there's a little crossover there. I like that. A little something for yeah, everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. Jana's going to close our episode. <laughs> I can't remember the question now. What would what what would Yeah, what does uh, Jesus teach us in answering today's question? Why or not uh, why God why is it so hard to find my purpose? 
Oh, okay. Um, I, this is how I would answer that. I think about the, um, this isn't Jesus's words, so I hope I can fudge this a little bit, but um, there's the the verse in Jeremiah that everybody quotes all the time about, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And that's really inspirational. But remembering that that verse was given to people who were living as prisoners in another country. And the rest of that passage says, plant gardens, build houses, marry your kids off. So... God has a purpose and a plan and for a hopeful life for you. He has a, a life of prosperity planned for you. That doesn't mean run out and capture it right now, like you're going to be living your best life tomorrow. It means plant gardens. That means invest in where you are today. Build houses. So, so do something useful and practical. Build, or what is it? marry off marry your children off have children so invest in relationships so so live the life that you have today god will take care of the big picture god will take care of your big purpose jenna moss thanks for joining us on the why god why podcast thank you thanks for having me if you have any questions you would like peter john and i to address in a future episode or just like to comment on the show please check us out at whygodwhypodcast.com thanks for listening